Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at My Emmanuel Church. We hope you enjoy this message. a seat. Thank you. Welcome and thank you and welcome to Emmanuel Church. I'm Pastor Gabe and along with my wife Lajinska have we have the honor of being able to pastor here at Emmanuel Church and I say that every week because we always hope that we have new people here in person or watching us online. And if it is your first time joining us, first time watching us, let us know. We want to connect with you so that we can serve you better. And for all of us who are... Uh, uh, from home, from here, this is your home, this is your church home already. Welcome back as always and don't forget you can continue to support giving online here uh, at mymanualchurch.com slash give or through text by texting uh, 84321. Um, we are excited. We're going to be, uh, one, one last announcement. We're going to be taking a break. This week marks the last week of what our e-groups for the year of 2020. We're going to be taking a break and I know it's a little bit sad, but, uh, starting back in January, hopefully 2021 will how will treat us a little bit better. And we will be starting with e-groups back, uh, next year in January. So as we take a little bit of a break for the holidays and, uh, Let's hope that we have some good holiday season, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and other things. And uh, let's just enjoy what we have of this year. And hopefully, you know, I don't want to say it because they always say in movies, it's like, hopefully, you know, nothing can get worse. <laughs> and then it gets worse. But we will hope and pray that God has something better for us planned in 2021. Amen. So, if you are here with us today, welcome. Again, we are starting our, uh, we are ending our series called A New Normal. And I've, I've wanted, and I have been in this series as we have talked about what it means to experience change as we've been going through the the changes to our culture our nation the way we do things the way we see things how to adapt and how we move through it and today as i close out this uh, series i want to talk about how how we can take advantage of the situation. Last last week, I spoke a little bit on this, and I talked about how God has put us in this situation. Perhaps we need to think about it in a different way and, and take advantage of where we're at. So how do we actually do that? What, do, what can we do to move forward? What can we do to be able to change lives, to impact lives today? And so... And the book of Acts is where I'm going to be reading, book of Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 39. Verses 26 to 39. Now, uh, if you follow along with me in your Bible and you notice that verse 37 might not be there, it's okay. No one is taking verses out of your Bible. 
It's just that something I learned as I was preparing for this message is that there are some verses in the Bible that we believe were added later. And so that's why it's important to pay attention to context because some later transcripts add this verse and some don't. I'm not going to read it. So if yours has it, it's okay. Uh, but just follow along with me. It does not subtract or add extra too much to the story. And the story we find is by a man named Philip. Philip, if you don't know who he is in the Bible, is what one of the early church leaders. He was what was called a deacon. Uh, deacons served a very different purpose in their time. They were, uh, they were, uh, leaders in the church, but they oversaw basically what we would call in modern terms like compassion ministry. They helped feed those that were less fortunate. But then they experienced, but the church in Jerusalem experienced something, a change, a drastic shift in the way they were living. And this is where we find Philip. The drastic change that happened is, was that persecution of the Christian church had become so hard for people to face in the city of Jerusalem that they had to flee. Most of them were being persecuted. Their homes were being taken from them. They were being excluded uh, from being able to worship in the temple. Some of them had lost their lives. And in fact, this is what brought it on. A man who was also a deacon by the name of Stephen was stoned to death. And persecution became very open after that. And so many that were in the church, that were living in Jerusalem, decided it was time to leave. That it was time to flee. But it didn't, it wasn't that they were just fleeing so that, because they were afraid. No, they fled because they thought maybe, maybe, just maybe I can do something in another place. Maybe I can do something somewhere else. So this is the difficult situation that we find the church in, in Acts chapter 8. And Philip has gone and he has started to preach in other places as he's gone. I don't know if he knows where he's going. Like many of us, he, he was maybe he was just traveling. It's like, you know, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm going to go. And wherever I go, I'm going to take advantage of what I'm doing, where I'm at, how, uh, how my life is at the moment, and try and spread the gospel of Jesus. And so this is where we find Philip. And verse 26 says like this of, of chapter 8. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road. That goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch. An important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandak. Kandak. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, if that is the correct way to pronounce it. So forgive me if I'm doing it wrong. Which means queen of the Ethiopians. He was an important official in the country of Ethiopia. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting on his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of the scripture that you, the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. 
Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And as they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave the orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Now, first off, I, 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 like, to, I like this story. It's one of my... Uh, I like this story for a very particular reason. Uh, this is the only time in the Bible that it, teleportation is ever mentioned. <laughs> I, I always like to say that when I talk about this story, because it is. It's like Pete, Philip was baptizing someone, and suddenly he finishes baptizing him, and the guy looks around, and Philip is gone. Suddenly, Philip finds himself somewhere else, and I don't know if he was still wet. <laughs> But he finds himself in the middle of the road somewhere else. is like, okay, I guess I'm here now. I guess I'm here. And I, I, it's, it's funny, but that's kind of how life is. We find ourselves in situations and things that we didn't expect. Even the beginning of the story is about Philip just traveling about because he's fleeing persecution and suddenly God tells him go into the desert you know go on the desert road the one that nobody really takes and that's something we don't really pay attention to but there were two roads um to get from Jerusalem to Gaza in the in those days there were two roads one would be like the main highway it's the one that everybody used it was the easiest it was straightforward straight from Jerusalem to Gaza but then there was another one a desert road that went out of its way along uh, out into the middle of the desert and that's where Philip finds himself an angel told him to go, didn't explain why, didn't explain what was happening. So Philip's life is kind of wild at this moment. He's fleeing persecution. He doesn't know where he's going to go next. God tells him, go to the desert. And after he's had this encounter and then he finds himself in the middle of another city without even understanding what just happened to him. And this is how we... I feel like this is what what's going on with us right now. You know, as we've gone through this year of 2020, we found ourselves in a lot of situations that are unfamiliar, uh, uh, situations that we don't really understand. Some of us maybe are going through things that God has brought us to and they're difficult and hard and we're wondering why did he bring us out into this desert spot right now? Why, why am I here? What am I going through? Why am I suffering this loss? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I experiencing depression, struggling with mental health? What is, what is going to happen with me? Where am I? We ask ourselves these questions. And 2020 has been hard for all of us. And I, I just saw uh, this morning a tweet. There was a house in uh, Dallas, I believe, that won the Halloween decorating contest. And his decorations were simply 
big, big numbers that said 2020 and the next a sign next to it said that said this was the scariest thing I could think of. This is the scariest thing I could think of. And it's just like, it's so simple, but that's like how we feel right now. It's like, I want this year to be over. You know, I was talking to my wife yesterday and I was like, man, we only have two months left in in 2020. But I feel like we've been going through 2020 for like 10 years now. It felt so long. Some months went by in a flash and others have taken forever. And we, we just don't understand why, why, how can we find ourselves, what can we do in these situations? How can God move in our lives? How can God use us in this situation when it doesn't feel like we even know what's going on? The thing is, though, we can never underestimate what God can do in the darkest moments of our life. We can never underestimate that. Because Philip was scattered. Many people were scattered. The Bible tells us that only the apostles ended up staying in Jerusalem. And, and I don't know what, what made them stay or what, what they why they decided to stay. Maybe they thought, well, someone need, we need to stay just in case someone comes back. Anybody comes back, they need shelter, they need something. Maybe we can reason with the people here, the Jewish leaders, and stop them from like hurting uh, others. And I don't know. Well, I don't know what their reasoning was, but we we find ourselves like many, like Philip, scattered in these moments. But the thing about it is, is that why we can't underestimate God in these moments is because God, first of all, He's still with us. He's still here. He hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't left us. The Bible tells us that Jesus promised his disciples, I'm going to be with you until the very end of the age. So God's presence is with us. We can't ignore the fact that even if we feel alone, that we haven't been abandoned. That no matter how difficult life might seem, that we are still not alone that we are still we still have Jesus with us walking with us talking with us and that's the second thing God is still working even in your darkest moments God is still working because we find Philip wandering about but yet as he's going through this not knowing what's going to happen next God meets him through an angel and tells him hey this is what you need to do next God still has something for us to do. He has a plan for us. He is still working things out. It may not seem that way on the surface because we're experiencing grief. We've lost a job. We are struggling with finances. Things seem difficult. We have, we're struggling with our mental health. We, we don't know where our next meal is going to come from. We, we feel all these things. We're, we're not sure where life is taking us. But God is still directing things. This, this, this meeting that Philip had with this eunuch from Ethiopia wasn't a chance meeting. It wasn't just random. God appointed it. He said, I know that there is this man that is going to be on this road on the way back home from Jerusalem. And I need Philip to meet him. I need Philip to meet him. And Philip, without question, just decided, you know, I guess I'm going to the desert. You know, the desert is not a place we like to be. I, you know, I, I've been to Arizona. Anybody been to, I don't know if you've been to Arizona, but Arizona is hot. That, that's the desert. 
when, when we were there, we were there in the summertime. And it was like 110 degrees, which is about the same heat we get here sometimes during the, during the, the, the summer months. But, well, but it's a very, very dry heat. And when the wind hits your face, you feel it burn you. You expect, like in Houston, you feel, you feel a cool breeze. You feel the breeze come by in the summer. It's refreshing. It's like, oh, yeah, because the, the air is humid here. But in Arizona, it's a dry heat. And when the wind hits you, it's not re- refreshment. It's not relief. It's, it's burning. It's burning. And so we don't like to be in difficult situations. We wonder what God will do with us. But if we are willing to listen to what God is telling us, if we are listening, willing to act on what God is telling us, we will be able to see fruit in our lives. We will be able to see change in our lives, in our circumstances. See, as we go through the story, we, we understand that God asked us to listen, to obey. But, I, I, you know, I don't really like that word because we always talk about I've heard many preachers, many people talk about obedience to God. And there's, there's something that always sat wrong with me about the word or the way that people used it. Because when I hear people talk about obedience, I, I hear do it or else. Yeah, you ever heard that? You ever heard, well, or else. You, you, if you don't listen to me, then consequences. You know, that, that, that's, that's what we think about when we think about this kind of obedience. And something I learned is that in the Hebrew, the word that they use as listen, uh, to obey is actually to listen. It means to hear. And it means not just to hear, but to follow through. Yes, it's like obedience. What we would understand obey is actually do something about it. But when they say listen and obey, they use the same word, which is the Hebrew word shema. And it's shema, shema, which is listen, listen, listen and obey. Listen and follow through with what you're doing. So that's what God is asking us to do. That's what Philip did. If we want to be able to see change in our lives or if we want to be able to adapt to the new normal that we're in and figure out what is going on in our life, we have to listen attentively. To obey really is to listen and give honor to God's word, what he's telling us, the, the, the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Philip was very very sensitive to what was going on. Not only did he see an angel and listen to whatever the angel told him, as he was walking along the desert road, he thought he was just passing by this chariot. But the spirit told him, go, go, go to the chariot. Go. There's a divine appointment. God, in, in our even our most difficult time, God appoints divine moments for us to see him continuing to move in our lives. And when we listen and when we move, we don't, we, sometimes we don't even realize it, but God is using us and our story, our difficulties, our circumstances to be able to meet with somebody in the same situations. Meet with somebody that maybe they don't know where their hope is going to come from. Maybe someone that doesn't understand what is happening to them or what is going on. Our story and our ability to listen to what God is telling us can change the course of a person's life and impact people in ways we don't even know. We don't even know. Because the interesting thing is, is that this man was an Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm not going to go into the details what a eunuch is. If you know, you know. 
But an Ethiopian eunuch was oftentimes someone very important. It's like the Bible tells us this guy was an important guy. He was in charge of the finances. He was the one that was monitoring the money for the queen. And he was interested in the Jewish faith. And it's so amazing to me because he went to Jerusalem and he went to worship. And because he was a eunuch, he was going to be most likely excluded from the temple because of his lot in life. He was not going to be allowed into the temple, but he still went and made a pilgrimage. He made a trip all the way to Jerusalem so that he could worship. He wanted to know God. He he wanted to know who he was. Yet he was in the city that was was supposed to be the most holy city. He was in the city where the temple to the most high God was. And the priests and the people who were supposed to know the law excluded him and pushed him out. And so on his way, he's like, I'm not going to give up, though. He still continued to read the scripture. And so he encounters Philip. And Philip explains to him what is happening. And he tells him of Jesus. And he explains to him that God has a greater plan. And that the, sur- the suffering servant was Jesus who gave his life for his own life. And this man took it to heart. And he said, let me be baptized. And this story is important because according to church tradition, what we believe is that this man took the gospel back to Ethiopia. And not only that, because he was important, he had the ear of the queen. He had the ear of the nation. And to this day, because of this encounter, most likely Ethiopia is a nation that is mostly Christian. It was what it was the only Christian nation in it was the only Christian nation in Africa surrounded by nations of other faiths it stayed true to God because of one encounter you never know what God can do through your life through your story that's why it's so important not to rush through it because it can be easy to want to get things over with i'm having a bad day a bad you know, it reminds me of the the theme song of Friends. It's like, you know, no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. And it tells you, it says, you know, you had a bad day. And then it turns into a week and month and year. And it's been so difficult. And you push through and it's like, but why am I suffering through this? Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? I don't understand why I have to be in pain. I don't understand why I have to be sad. I don't understand why I, I'm so confused and lost in life. But if we trust and listen to God as we go through our story, he will bring us to places where we encounter others who are along the same path as us and we can point to Jesus. And we can point to Jesus. Just because life is hard doesn't mean that Jesus isn't still moving. Just because life is difficult doesn't mean that God is still not working in the things that we can't even see. This man had no idea what Philip was going through. He didn't know. But Philip used his circumstances and his position to be able to preach the gospel. In order to be able to get to a place where we can live out our faith despite our circumstances, we have to have a strong foundation, though. We have to have a strong foundation. And Philip had that. 
And, you know, honestly, thinking about it, thinking about myself, I know that I did not, I came into this year with great dreams of what 2020 was going to hold. I wanted to do a lot. I wanted to see a lot. I wanted to travel and things like that. But I will tell you, I, I have learned throughout this year that I did not have a strong foundation. My prayer life wasn't where it should be. My, my, my time in the word wasn't where it should have been. My, my foundation in Jesus was not where it should have been. And that's okay. Maybe you found yourself in a similar situation this year. That's fine. If your pastor is struggling, you can struggle too. (laughs) Because we all struggle. But in order to get through this, we have to have that strong foundation. And you can start today. You know, I always talk about these important things. And some of you might think, Pastor, you always talk about reading your Bible and praying and stuff like that. But they're important. There's a reason why. Because it's so easy for us to list off the things that we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to live. But it's so much harder to actually put them into practice and into habit. But these spiritual disciplines build our muscles of faith so that we can be able to stand in these circumstances and take advantage of them instead of fall apart. Instead of fall apart. Spiritual disciplines are designed to help us prepare for the new normal and sudden changes in our life. Reading the Bible. Meditating on the word. Learning of God's word is so important. Because it's clear to me, what has become clear to me is that God's word is what can change our minds. You know, the Bible tells us, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. There's a lot of times I have gone through life and I have learned as read, as I get into the word and actually study the Bible, actually read the Bible, that I get more and understand more about the world around me. Things become clear. Things become more uh, secure. I become more secure in my faith. When it becomes difficult to tell what you should believe or what you should do because political parties are screaming around us that we need to do this or we need to do that. Or or we stand and, and go to church and we listen to our pastors preach and we're like, you know, I don't even know what that means. I don't even understand. If we take time, though, to get into the word, things become clearer. Things become clearer. How we should treat people, how we should love them, how we should live, how we should seek God, why we should seek God. So we see the stories of people that have struggled the same as us and in the end pointed to God and say, this is the way. He is the way. He is the way. Prayer. Prayer keeps us connected to God. It is how we, you know, every year we try to start off the year with 21 days of fasting and prayer. And that's like a tradition among a lot of different churches around the world. Everybody likes to start the year off with prayer. And that's a good thing. But I feel like we start the habit and then we give up on it for the rest of the year. We don't keep going. We don't keep going. If Philip wasn't a man of prayer, he wouldn't have been able to see this angel speaking to him. You know, and that's true. Because there was a man in the Old Testament named, um, oh, I'm... I am forgetting his name. (laughs) There's a man in the Old Testament that was trying to prophesy against the people of Israel. And he was riding his donkey along the way. And his donkey kept stopping. And he didn't understand what was happening. 
He didn't understand what was happening. And suddenly God opened his eyes and there was an angel in front of him. He was not seeking after God. He was seeking to curse God's people instead. So, of course, his foundation wasn't very strong in God. But God allowed him to see what he would would have seen, what he would have noticed had he been founded in prayer. Prayer is so important. Discipleship. Getting with e-groups. You know, I know we're going to take a break. But that doesn't mean we're not going to... You need to stop. Stop praying with each other. Stop building each other up. Stop texting each other and say, Hey, I hope that, you know, you've read your Bible today. (laughs) I hope that you're, you're doing okay. I hope that I can pray for you today. Building each other up. Discipling each other. Working towards a place where we can grow. Gathering together in worship. I think a lot of times we think about worship and we think about the songs that our worship team sings. But there's more to it than that. You know, if the only time you're worshiping is on Sunday morning, there is a reason why you're still struggling. There is a reason why life is still difficult. Because what worship does, it's not just a song, but when we live a life of worship, what worship does in in terms of our spiritual foundation is it magnifies God in our situations. If we're wondering why our problems seem so big, it's because we're not worshiping. Because worship magnifies God and diminishes our problems. It makes us see the reality of the proportions. It sees God bigger than what we're facing. And when we worship, those kind of things become clear. We see God in a clearer light. We see our difficulties in a clearer light. We need to be able to be, follow these disciplines. Because spiritual, these spiritual disciplines, it's not about doing, doing the right things. It's not about checking a box off of your list. No. It's about posturing our heart to God. It's about putting our lives Along in his hands. It's about putting our minds, aligning our minds with his thoughts. It's about moving into a place where life doesn't shake us up so bad anymore. Yes, we're going to still have difficulties. Yes, we're still going to struggle. Yes, we're going to have a hard day. But at the end of the day, we can still say, but Jesus is still with me and my heart is strong in him. And my heart is strong in him. And Jesus will remove the obstacles as we go along, as we go along the way. It might take time. It will take time. But Jesus will find a way through it. And we will find a way through it. But unless, but only if our heart is in the right position. So we've got to listen. And I'm about to finish here. I'm about to finish this afternoon. We must listen to what God is saying. In order to get through this new normal, we have to listen. We have to listen. Listening, like I said, is following through. It's honoring what God is telling us. God is always speaking. You know, there are a lot of people today that will say that God is not speaking anymore. The prophets, they're no more. The spiritual, the gifts of the spirit, they're, they're not here anymore. God isn't, God isn't doing those kind of things. If you want to hear God, you know, just read your Bible. But God is speaking. Yes. Through your Bible. Yes. Through Sunday sermons. Yes. 
But through prayer, through his spirit, the still small voice, the circumstances that surround you, God is moving. God is speaking to your life today and he wants us to hear him. Because what he is saying is that you don't, that you can trust him. That you don't have to worry so much. That you have his power on your side. And that he is not done yet. That's what his word tells us. He tells us that he is faithful to complete the work. He is faithful to complete the work that he has already begun. He's not, he's not done yet. He's not done yet. And as we finish this series, God is not done yet. 2020 is almost through. But I believe that even if things get more difficult, because they might, I don't know. I don't know the future. I don't know what's going to happen next. But I believe that if we hear God and we will posture our hearts, we will put ourselves in position to listen to God, that we are going to see a shifting in the world around us because no more will we be just shaken and moved along by our circumstances, but we will walk in those circumstances and change what's happening around us through him. That's the new normal. The new normal is that God is moving, that God is powerful, that he will work miracles in your life if you're you're praying for it, that he will bring healing in your life if you're praying for it, that he will provide for you when you have nothing, that he will change lives and change cities and nations because you have listened to his voice. Maybe you're saying, you know, but I don't know what it is to listen to the voice of God right now. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know where to go. That's okay. But he wants you to hear. And he's here for you in this moment. And if you would just listen to what I'm telling you in this moment. That he is here and he is calling out to you and saying, you are my child and I love you. It's going to be okay. But you've got to trust me. You've got to trust me today. And I want to pray for you today, for everybody that is watching online, for everybody that is here in this moment. I want to pray that we would begin to trust in God, that we would listen to what he has to say say to us. Because God is working. God is moving. And he's not done yet. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. thank you for your presence in our life we thank you for what you've already done and even if 2020 was difficult and even if 2020 gets worse that you have not left us that you are still working in our lives and you have called us to listen to your voice you are whispering to us you are calling out to us in this moment so let us hear Break down any barriers, God. Break down any barriers that stand in the way in this moment. If we are living in a, in a, in a time in our life where sin, we are struggling with sin, you already took care of that. So forgive us. 
If it's our own stubbornness, God, help us to humble ourselves. If it's our own doubt, hold our hands and help us see how close you are and the work that you're doing. Help us to know you more today. In Jesus' name we pray, in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystory. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.